the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. The Monday, Monday edition, brand new week of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Kathy, good to see you. Happy Monday to you. Thank How's you. It's a warm, it's a, it's, thank you. I had a great weekend. It's a warm day here in the spare room. <laughs> I got the fan on. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. I got a ceiling fan going. I feel good about it. It's uh-huh. going to be fine, but it is a warm day. Yep. However, in the works, in the next room over is the unboxed uh, uh, air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Brand new, making its way in. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about doing it this week, but then I look at the, at the forecast and I think, I think I can hold off. I think I'll be okay for another week. You've said you could hold off for the last decade. What mm-hmm. I don't understand is you're caving mm-hmm. at this moment. Right. You're right. I am. Thank you. Because I look here it is, the end of June, and of course mm-hmm. July, August, and September loom large in front of us, Kath. Mm-hmm. You know what You've that's always be. had this sense of self righteousness about not having air conditioning. You know no, you I'm have. You have. You no, have no. in the past. No, not, and now you've just given it up. Yeah. Well, you know what? Comfort's yeah. won over. Mm, Forget I about just, that pompous yeah. self righteousness. That's yeah. old news. Johnny Hall's gonna be nice and cool. That's what I'm saying. All right. Speaking of nice and cool, John, if yeah. you build yourself a bunker mm. underground, I hear they're very cool. Yes. Okay. So I um, mm-hmm. saw a piece uh, uh, about uh, bunkers uh, in the New York Times. Could doomsday bunkers become the new normal? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I remember back in, you know, the 60s and 70s, the vestiges of the Cold War bunkers, which was, you know, oh, the, the, the bomb, the A-bomb is going to blow up America. Right. So there was a brisk post-World War II business in bunkers. And then later on, they became rec rooms or, you know, just some weird hideaways. But now with the pandemic, there's a brand new business. These things, of course, are not cheap. A minimum bunker, one room bunker, bare bones, $25,000. That's right. Mike, he's purchasing a new house. I think job one, install a bunker. A bunker in your backyard. Yes. That'd be just very whatever, nice. Wh- just Indeed. whatever you've paid for this home, Mike, you just add 25 k to it because you need to put in a bunker. <laughs> minimum. Minimum. You might What's need a the second mortgage. For? The bunker, like, look, look, here's today, right? We are in uncertain times, <laughs> biological virus kind of thing. There, Which we've been are, in for the, we've been in that for the last, you know, four months or whatever. Right. People are just saying who are buying bunkers and the business is very brisk that these are weird and uncertain times. And they're saying, uh, what, here, one of the one of the people in the article says, it's a guy who travels often internationally. He right. wants to know that if everything, you know, just happened all at one time, there was an attack or something, his family could run to the bunker, close the door, a filtration system is in place, be locked away with food and mm-hmm. the necessities for the long term. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes some of these bunkers, they go for, Four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. I'm sure they'll sustain a people for five or six years. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Would you? Would you get a bunker? No. 
Because I don't have 25K sitting around. Right. And but if, if you I, did, and I mean, here's if it was- the thing. If I did have 25K sitting around, I just don't feel like I'm persuaded. I, I mean, look, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like we can prevent everything. I'm doing the best I can, but I don't think that I am a person who has enough land, enough. Uh, I, I, yeah, you go down. I just you just dig down into the ground. Oh, that's all. Just right? dig, dig down. down. No, I don't There's see a- me doing that. What about you? Well, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, if someone said, you know, look, you can do this. You can buy a house. There are specific realtors in this world who are bunker first. So if you're looking for a property and a bunker was part of it, you contact them because they've got the list of all the houses that are currently for sale with bunkers. And uh, in the article, could doomsday bunkers become the new normal? A woman built a bunker for herself. Get this. This is every person's dream Uh because her husband has bugged her so much in her old age. She'd like to go to the bunker and have some alone time. All right. Well, I mean, that's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like the that. man cave, right? Yeah. But it's a woman's but, cave. Right. That's right? okay. But, but if you had 25 K and you could invest it into giving yourself up, yeah, you know, work your way toward a new kitchen or give yourself a new deck or a new patio or something or a bunker, what would you choose? <laughs> that's what I'm I'd, saying. I'd take a vacation. Well, see, there you go. I'd go Whatever out and it is, enjoy the you, sun. Wouldn't, you wouldn't do bunker. Maybe first. I'd buy a boat. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't buy a boat, but Mike would buy a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's buy a boat. Okay. Let me tell you that speaking of edifices, I have another option for you. Uh, yes. If bunker's not going to work, if you're not going to invest in your patio or your kitchen or whatever it is, mm-hmm. today is National Log Cabin Day. Oh. Would is, you, so. John, would you, Mike, live in a log cabin? Well, I mean, you see the tricked out log cabins, but like a basic log cabin, like log cabin syrup. What's the whole other story? Like that kind of like a one room log cabin? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying no lo- I'm not saying the one you know Abraham Lincoln was born in. Uh, isn't I'm there one in Chinley Park? There's a log in cabin Shenley in Chinley Park. Park. Oh no, there's a log cabin right outside the University of Pittsburgh. Right, that's that the original. Ridiculous. That's the original. No, that's it's not so ridiculous. It's the oh, original ridiculous. University of Pittsburgh. Looks ridiculous. <laughs> it, Seriously, it looks awesome. It's sad. It looks like somebody had a yard sale and forgot to remove a shed. That's what it looked like. <laughs> We're saluting history. I salute you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, so no, for if, if it was a nice log cabin, would you do it? Do you like that? Not particularly. It's not okay, my style. Mike. In a heartbeat, I would. In a heartbeat. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I love, How about what you? Do you like, I love this Mike, style. what do you like about that? Um, You know what? At first, it, when when my wife and I were looking to buy a home, mm-hmm. we thought about a log cabin, and then we yeah. were like, we found out about the upkeep. Of you know, of uh, the termites, you have to spray the logs. Oh, well, yeah. my cousin, my cousin has a uh, a log cabin house, and oh. he he says you only have to spray it like one time a year, basically. But oh, um, but yeah, if I it, I would love a log cabin with a massive, huge fireplace, sunroom. yeah, sunroom and fireplace. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, give me that. Give me that. Well, nobody's satisfied today. You know, John wants a bunker and a vacation. Mike wants a new house and a log cabin and a sunroom and a big fireplace. Yeah, what about you, Kath? Would you? I don't know, you guys. I you want really a log like, cabin? I would like a log cabin. If it, my problem with log cabins is, it seems like a lot of them can be very dark inside. That's what I think, Kath. But mm-hmm. some of the really like gigantically expensive ones have yeah. the sunroom. Mike's yes. talking about it, like yeah, the cathedral ceiling. With and if you're big. talking that, oh, I'm gorgeous. okay. But if you're talking like a little square where, where there not a lot of light gets in, I think I'd die in there. Well, wouldn't you just get tired of looking at logs all day? It's well, you'd have to. 
Yeah, I mean it's natural. Yeah, I like that logs. part, but you'd have to you'd have to work and get some logs. really good interior design going to make what that. What about like, how do you wire stuff like that? I mean, how do you you know run you know your electricity? That's your, why you call the man, John. Yeah. You know, you know all that stuff. It's you just can't paint always, logs. I mean, you can't the paint man. them. It's so uh, it's got to be wood inside. Yeah, so it's got to be. But that's why you're doing it because you love wood. You love yeah. the look of wood. Yeah. No, John's not doing. He's it. not into it. Sorry. All right. Okay. We have a terrific show coming up today. If you'd like to watch the show, you can log on to Facebook and watch the live stream at 101.5 Ford FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uh, you can see us, uh, Mike in studio and John and I broadcasting from our spare rooms in our homes. Coming up on today's show in the five o'clock hour, I'm not hateful. You are. Hey, no, who you said are. that? You oh, know, you're the most you. hateful no, person. You. No, no, you are. Yeah. Anyway, David French will be with us to talk about why there's so much stinking finger pointing in everything right now. It's so you. depressing. Gosh. You and you. Anyway, you and you. in the four o'clock hour, we'll talk about Mississippi lawmakers who have voted to retire the state flag, which had a, the Confederate flag as a portion of it. Also coming up next, one of our most popular guests, Greg Clugston, will be with us with his live slot on our show, live from the nation's capital. What's new in Washington, D.C.? We'll find out next. The Monday edition of The Ride Home. W-O-R-D. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 W-O-R-D. So I was doing yard work the other day, leaning over a prickly bush, holding a heavy pair of electric hedge trimmers, sweat dripping off of me, and thinking to myself, Self, how is it that we've come to loving yard work so much? I think the answer is, aside from being outside in God's handiwork, we love yard work because we love the immediate results and the feeling we get when the job is done. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, helping you with a refinance or cash-out refinance is similar. A lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want the short-term sweat. But when you consider that rates are historically low, and when you consider that our company has a direct lender advantage, getting to use its own money within its own walls, and how that often leads to a better rate and monthly savings for you, the end feeling could definitely be worth it. Plus, we'll do most of the hard work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corrie Ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II, and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code MOVIE. Return to the hiding place at SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. I was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. 
at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit ReadyPA.org. Brought to you by ReadyPA.org, FEMA, and the Ad Council. From the nation's capital, SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us for a weekly update about uh, goings-on around the world and in the nation. Greg, welcome back, sir. Um, Not too much is happening uh, today on the uh, national and international scene, is there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. We we always know when Monday rolls around, there's plenty to talk about. There surely is. Holy smokes. Okay, Greg. Well, let's start with Russian bounties. I mean, where else could we start? I mean, my my daughter mentioned this to me at about, I don't know, nine o'clock this morning. And I thought, oh, no, she's reading some kind of weird, wacko website again. I didn't realize this was actual news. Okay, Greg. So talk talk to us about this. So there are allegations that the U.S. intelligence services knew that Russians were providing bounties to Taliban agents for the shooting of American military members. Am I getting that right? Yeah, that's right. That so this is uh it was first reported over the weekend by the New York Times that US intelligence had this information that they had learned about these bounties uh that Russia was, you know, trying to obviously target US uh soldiers in Afghanistan. And so also part of that weekend report was the fact that US intelligence had this information but had not briefed President Trump about it yet. And so uh, that then kicked off a, a response by the president on Twitter yesterday. He was, uh, he was confirming, well, there, there, I should say, I should back up and say that there was some debate as to whether or not the president was briefed. The president on Twitter yesterday said that he was not briefed, neither was the vice president, and uh, he went on to disparage not only the reporting of the New York Times, but also was calling into question the credibility of the story in the first place. So that's kind of how it it was unfolding over the weekend. And obviously it was a topic at the White House briefing today, and you had the press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, um, essentially saying, uh, confirming again today from the White House position that the president still was not briefed on the matter, but obviously was aware of the reporting, and they were going to be looking into the matter. Wow. Okay, so Looking into the matter, I mean, that's got to be an understatement. How could the president not have been briefed about that? What could, the, what could possibly be the explanation for that? Well, they, uh, the White House was making the point that there's no consensus within the intelligence community, meaning that there oh, are okay. always bits of information and intel, uh, conversations, and you know, all, all, all of the intelligence gathering bits and pieces that um, you know, the analysts have to synthesize and put together. And uh, the White House was essentially putting out there the idea that this was just one bit of information that, uh, you know, was picked up by, by some U.S. intelligence officials, but it was, there was no consensus that this was actually taking place. 
Of course, what uh, some are concerned about and find it troubling is that, once again, you've got Russia involved in one of these situations involving the United States with the Trump administration, uh, and it just raises all kinds of questions about exactly what is going on. And uh, I'm not sure that we know a lot more exactly what's going on today than we did yesterday or the day before, but the White House is officially responding on the record today. I see. So that this sort of sounds like something out of a you know a Ken Follett novel, um, and so something like this, of course, is buried deep within internals. You wouldn't expect something like this to come to light, but we live in a different day and age now. Well, we do, and a couple of things on that, John. You know, Russia has Russia has a long twisted history with Afghanistan, and they have been meddling in and out of Afghanistan and that region for a long time. Mm, So in one way, it's not surprising that there's involvement uh, from the Russians. Uh, And then the uh, the, the other point, too, is that this comes at a time when the, the Trump administration has been pushing, the president has been pushing to really reduce the U.S. military footprint in Afghanistan and, and bring soldiers home or at least move them to other uh, regions of, of the world. And so all of that is perhaps complicating that plan by the president to get troops home. Mm. Okay, so um, Greg, how does this get sorted out? I mean, is this a, is this a matter of the press you know, diving deep into the intelligence services. I mean, they are, you know, notoriously you know, uh, unhappy about giving the details of what they do for obvious reasons. Um, so where do, where, how are we going to solve this, this, uh, this? How are we going to figure out whether the allegation has merit? Well, that's a good question, and I'm not sure there's, a, there's an easy answer right now. One thing uh, on the schedule that the White House was pointing to this afternoon is that there is a House briefing scheduled for either maybe even going on this evening or right now or later this evening but uh, the briefing will be for select members of congress but she uh Kaylee McEnany was saying at the briefing that uh even though some of these members of congress are going to get some more information um, from the intelligence officials and perhaps some of the administration officials who may uh be tipped off onto some more of the details here that the president still had not been briefed on the intelligence uh, so it, it's going to probably unfold here a little bit. Um, and again, the president, um, he, he go back to when he was running for, for the office for the White House in 2016. He was very, uh, he, was, he had some very strong negative criticisms uh, about the U.S. intelligence agency right. to begin with. Uh, and so he's had sort of a, a rough and tumble relationship with um, intelligence officials uh, during his time in office. And we might see more of that back and forth in the coming days. I see. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson joins us from the White House. Greg, let's move forward. Uh, Big news today out of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has struck uh, struck down Louisiana's abortion restrictions. This is, uh, it's surprising, I think, and of course, obviously disappointing from a pro-life perspective. Talk to us about that, please. Yeah, pro-life leaders, officials, pro-life Americans, people who hold dear the sanctity of human life, uh, very concerned and troubled by by the ruling today. It was another divided five to four ruling. And what's interesting is you had the Chief Justice John Roberts uh, siding with all four liberal justices and uh, has done so for the third time on Supreme Court cases in just the last two weeks, which has a lot of conservatives scratching their heads um, because uh, he, he has often voted uh, against, um, you, know, uh, you know, or in favor of, of abortion restrictions in some previous cases, but did not do so today. And this is the explanation he gives. Now, 
it's it's not satisfying to a lot of religious conservatives or or, or pro pro lifers. But this is what Justice Roberts was saying: is that this Louisiana case that was ruled on today was uh, almost identical, he said, to a Texas case that the Supreme Court ruled on a couple of years ago. And uh, he, he, he believes that the precedent of the Supreme Court, um, there, there's value in, in maintaining precedent. And so he was essentially saying um, he, can't, he, he can't feel comfortable overturning what was um, essentially settled a couple of years ago. So that's his argument. But you've got a lot of conservative members, Republican members of Congress, who have been tweeting and issuing statements all afternoon, along with uh, evangelical leaders, the U.S. Catholic uh, Bishops Conference. Um, a lot of people really, really upset about this one. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I just want to take a minute and encourage any of our listeners to just go onto the Supreme Court website and read the actual opinion, because it'll help you to just get to the heart of it, as opposed to just hearing what media people have to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. So read the actual thing instead of the commentary first. But Greg, you know, the it, it's a little bit of a nuanced question, because I, I know that the people who were um, against the ruling looked at it as pro-lifers trying to do an end around. You know, the case was about the fact that abortion clinics um, should be close to health facilities um, yep. and that there has to be a certain, you know, uh, minimum mile between an abortion clinic and a health facility so that there, if someone was in trouble in an abortion clinic, they could get uh, treatment at a health facility. Now, of course, I think that that's a wonderful thing. That that's the way it should be. Otherwise, we're going to end up with Kermit Gosnell situations. At the same time, the view from the other side is that this was just a way to get around the laws that are already there and saying, okay, well, if we say that, you know, abortion clinics have to be under the same mandate as a health clinic, then we're going to all of a sudden realize there aren't going to be any abortion clinics in Louisiana left. Right. And another Another detail, in addition to what you've laid out is, is right, Kathy, is that the law was requiring doctors at those abortion clinics um, to not only be nearby those hospitals, but have admitting, admitting privileges. privileges. Right. Yeah. And so right. that, I, don't that goes think that's, to, I don't think that's too much to ask in any way, shape or form, Greg. But I do think it's important to recognize exactly what the argument was. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. For example, just you know, overturning Roe v. Wade. That no, was not the issue of a case like this. In fact, most of the abortion cases in recent years um, have not been that. They have been either nuanced or um, you know are de- dealing with very narrowly defined rules and restrictions that have often been passed by uh, state legislatures and signed into law by governors of states. And so that's why Louisiana's case today, Texas a couple of years ago, and we've seen this over the over the decades, really, since 1973's Roe v. Wade decision. But I I I, I value your direction to the listeners to uh, to re- read the uh, the issues of the case, and you can also read um, you know the words of the justices themselves in explaining how they arrived at the decisions that they mm-hmm. arrived at. What we've discovered recently is, Greg, uh, despite President Trump uh, putting conservatives on the Supreme Court, all bets are off as far as um, uh, judgments are concerned. Yeah, and you know, this is that's nothing new, to be honest. I was this this is uh, this is very colloquial, but I was uh, talking to a colleague of mine in the newsroom earlier today and describing that you know the Supreme Court is just a different animal when you know when you talk about like politics in Washington and uh, you have a conservative. Uh, president who puts a so-called conservative justice on the court or liberals doing liberals on the court. And there are surprises along the way. Yep. Um, 
And it's interesting, too, because Anthony Kennedy, who retired, and then, of course, Brett Kavanaugh uh, was, uh, was the most recent addition to the Supreme Court. Kennedy, Justice Kennedy, was often the swing vote, remember, in, in these 5-4 cases. Sure. We, we, everybody was wanting to know how Anthony Kennedy was going to come down on these issues. What's interesting, and he was doing that when Justice uh, Chief Justice Roberts was um, most often with, not always, but most often with the conservatives. Now you've got Roberts, mm-hmm. who seems to be, at least more recently, becoming the swing vote. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that that's exactly the role he's playing now, but uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's some of the analysis going here in the last few weeks. Wow. Greg Clugston's with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Just a couple minutes left, Greg. Uh, so the 4th of July is coming up this week. What are the president's plans? Yeah, well, this is going to be interesting. He's going to be flying to Mount Rushmore on Friday, July 3rd, this coming Friday. He'll be there in the evening, and there's going to be um, a fireworks display at Mount Rushmore for the first time in like 10 or 11 years. Uh, there had been restrictions there. Uh, now there's a Republican governor who's in favor of, 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 of revitalizing the fireworks show uh, mm-hmm. around the 4th of July. The president thinks this is a fabulous uh, photo op, and he's going to fly out there in Air Force One and uh, watch the fireworks, and there are going to be some military um, flyovers and, and that sort of thing. And then the next day, here in Washington, he is going to uh, also have additional flyovers, not just in Washington, but a lot of uh, cities on the East Coast, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, um, Baltimore. And uh, so there's going to be sort of a military display uh, uh, as there was last year. Remember, the president went to the Lincoln Memorial on the 4th of July and gave a speech, and there were mm-hmm. tanks uh, brought out, <laughs> and there was basically a military. It wasn't exactly a military parade, but it was a display, both on the ground and with flyovers. And so the president is going to be a little bit more scaled back this year because of the coronavirus. He's going to do it from the South Lawn of the White House, but there still will be a, a strong military patriotic flavor uh, coming from the White House and the president uh, coming up on Saturday. Very nice. Scale back, I think, is the uh, theme for this year's 4th of July. <laughs> I've got a box of uh, sparklers from 1978 that I've been saving. This may be the perfect time. So, uh, Greg, it's kind of wild. I mean, there's been talk this past week about, you know, with all the statues being torn down, that some people, <laughs> some people, I'll put they them. They want to tear down Mount Rushmore? They want to blow it up. They want to mm. blow up Mount Rushmore. So this is the president responding to this, isn't it? Yeah, now, to be fair, he has talked about the Mount Rushmore. uh, He talked about this long before the current statue-tearing-down movement that we've been witnessing here the last few weeks. Um, But obviously, it puts in focus, uh, puts a spotlight, really, on on these monuments and and the sort of tributes that we have uh, for past leaders, whether they're presidents sure. or other leaders. And there's you know, already talk about, you know, whether uh, one of the office, uh, the Senate office building named after Russell, the Russell office Senate building, um, he, he was in favor of segregation and whether or not that's going to be changed. So the list continues to grow in terms of, of you know, places and monuments and statues that perhaps are at risk. Um, mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore, that's, you know, it's iconic in a lot of ways, of course, like a lot of these statues and monuments, and we'll have to see if uh, it actually makes it on the list. But the president's going to be there, and they're obviously in in big support. Very cool. Well, God bless Greg Clugston. God bless America. Hey, wait, Greg, before you leave us, one last question. It's National Log Cabin Day. Would you or would you not live in a log cabin? Oh, I might. I might. 
I, uh, we love camping. I, our family loves camping. So that's, that's not an idea that, uh, you know, is a turnoff at all. It's, it's a possibility. And besides, right. you can get kind of fancy with some log cabins if you need to. It may not be necessarily really rustic, but rustic's okay, too. Yeah, very okay. nice. Okay. Oh, well, that's so that's one for Greg, yeah. one from Mike. I'm saying no. Kath? And I'm saying only if it's, like, really big and expensive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Greg, always a pleasure. Um, Happy Fourth of July to you. Be careful of your fingers. Thank you. And uh, you as well with your old fireworks. (laughs) Thanks so much. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, When we do come back, we're going to talk about um, the price of cheese. Hmm. It's a very odd situation. Talk about that next. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal. That I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. A partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing Plumbing, heating, and cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact XL Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. XL Home Care, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. XL Home Care, a help at home company. Is there a story in you today? Have you felt the tug of God on your heart to write those words in a book? Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com to find out how we can help you heed your call to publish. They're the largest, most experienced Christian self-publisher in the world. Thousands of people, just like you, from pastors to professors, stay-at-home parents to entrepreneurs, tell their stories. Ready to learn more? Visit ChristianAuthors.com for your free guide to Christian publishing today and reach the world with your testimony. ChristianAuthors.com With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight, 
mainly clear with a low 63. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high 86. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low 63. Plenty of sunshine Wednesday with a high 85. Wednesday night, clear with a low 63. Partial sunshine Thursday with a high 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. How about this? The price of oil, silver, and hogs are all set in part by traders in a commodities market. Now, you can add to that list cheese. Cheese is set each trading day at 11 o'clock Chicago time on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, where they operate a 10-minute session in which buyers and sellers, typically large dairy food cooperatives, cheese producers or other companies active in the industry, electronically trade roughly 40,000-pound truckloads of young, mild cheddar. Cheese prices have soared to a record high on June 8th when a 40-pound block of cheddar, the benchmark for cheese, akin to a barrel of West Texas intermediate in the oil markets, touched a $2.58-pound on the uh, CME. So oil has a benchmark price, so does cheddar cheese. And the whole thrust of this is, because of the pandemic, cheese prices apparently have gone through the roof. Have you noticed this, Kath? No. Really? I I believe that food prices in general have gone through the roof. I feel like, it's funny you say that, because in the last month, when I've gone grocery shopping, each time I've been surprised at how much it was. Yeah. But I have not... I also haven't bought cheese in a while. I bought a bunch of cheese in bulk, maybe I don't know six weeks ago or something, and so I haven't really paid any attention the last six to- my last six trips to the store. But I mean, first of all, imagining that much cheddar is fun, right? Forty thousand pounds truckloads of young mild cheddar, mm-hmm. the benchmark. I mean, so like so things wild. aren't difficult enough now. Our cheese is going to cost more, right? Oil, silver, hogs, and cheese are set. There's a set price to that. Those are Mike's four main concerns right now. Oil, silver. uh, Mike's Mike's buying a house tomorrow. We need some cheese. They may be eating cheese sandwiches for the foreseeable future. And the hogs, we don't even know. Mm -mm. Okay. So, I mean, I like myself a regular cheddar. Oh, me too. I'd rather have a sharp though. Much, 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 much better. Would you like an extra sharp? Uh, Yeah, sure. Extra, extra sharp. Would you? Pass it on. Oh, yeah, sure. I think you can overdo it with a sharp. I don't think so. Okay. No, I like an extra, extra. Uh, right. How about a, a melted cheese sandwich, grilled cheese sandwich, uh, lettuce, tomato. We've had this conversation, haven't we? Lettuce, tomato, um, mm-hmm. pickles, and mustard. With cheddar? Yeah. See, no, I wouldn't do, I don't have grilled cheese very often, but I would do like an American type of thing instead of a cheddar. Okay. I'm fine with that too. Okay. Fine. But wait, ne- I'm telling you, next time you go buy some cheese, holy smokes. Okay. Through right. the roof. Okay. Through well, speaking speaking of cheese, Chuck E. Cheese yeah. declared bankruptcy. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese now, and GNC, Pittsburgh Stalwarts. Right, right, right. When's right. the last time you were Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, well, it's been a long time, but I Thank goodness. I, I think I ate about 100,000 dinners there oh, over the gosh. years when my kids were small. How many times? Did you, hey, we're having a birthday party. We're going to have so it at Chuck E. Cheese. You'd go, oh, so there many. goes my day. There oh my goes gosh. my day. It's all so over. So many, so many nights. You know what? Chuck E. Cheese. I devised a strategy for that. 
I would uh, I would situate myself at the whack-a-mole table. Oh, okay. As if, in a, and of course, it wasn't even on, but I was just holding the whack-a-mole thing like I was, you know, getting ready for it. I had to avoid all, and if any kids like got too close, I'd go, shoot, shoot, play. I got the whack-a-mole so wait, here. So you didn't even, you you didn't even play the, the game? You no, just I just wanted it as to, some kind of Kenneth, like force Chuck field? E. Cheese, it's loud, it's dirty, it's, really it's crowded. Weird. It's not There's dirty. A bunch of, oh, it, it is. There's it's, a bunch of kids running around screaming. That's the last thing I wanted to do was go to Chuck E. Cheese. I know. I'm sorry what? they're bankrupt. We were there. <laughs> I am. After all those horrible things you just I'm said. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, I am they're, sorry they're bankrupt. I don't want them sorry. to lose their jobs. I do. Just here. for, you know what I mean? Just as a parent, you know, and being invited to like 5,000 birthday parties, that's the last place I wanted to go was Chuck E. Cheese. All right. But our very best to them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, Dr. <laughs> Tim Muehlhoff from L.A. We're going to be talking to him about marital counseling, what it yep. can tell us about race relations. That's next on today's Ride Home. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. You know, if God never did anything for us, if we couldn't enumerate on our hands the blessings that we feel, if we truly understand our Bibles, men and women, just to know God and just to know that He knows us is blessing enough to keep us occupied for the rest of our lives. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, When Your World Falls Apart, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go-anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcase, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code word my pillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic they'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult even scary but they don't have to control or define you the counselors of the grace wellness center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. So how many of us have lived in sweatpants, socks, and hoodies for the last couple of months? I don't think I even remember what a belt is. Luckily, there's sketches for your feet. So now that we're all staying safe, we're starting to get out a little bit for the summer, we can keep that same comfort no matter where we go. Just head to sketches.com and you can see all the ultra-comfortable options sketches has to offer. There are comfortable sandals and shoes for running, relaxing, walking, playing golf, everything you love to do under the sun, out of the sun, in the rain, in the house, whatever. And so many are machine washable out of Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. See them all right now at Skechers.com. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. 
From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Of a, it's been a heck of a couple of weeks, hasn't it? You know it's what? Been a heck um, of a year. There are some people who come to air and you think, thank God that guy's here because this man, Tim Yulhoff, that's what I'm saying. Thank God Tim Yulhoff is with us because Tim Yulhoff, he speaks the truth with great common sense. Tim Yulhoff is professor of communication at Biola University, the author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World, here today to talk to us about marriage counseling and race relations. Tim, all right. Let's go at it. It's an odd combination, but it works in some way, doesn't it? Yeah. Here, here's what I think is happening today at some level is the race conversation is just fraught with apprehension. It, it's <laughs> like we need to have the conversation, but we don't have a strategy for having it. Like we lose our confidence right away. So I got to thinking, well, I've been doing marital counseling for over 20 years. Is there anything from the marital realm we can just bring over to the race realm? So let me, let me explain what I'm thinking of. So okay. if a couple came to me, and, and let's say the woman said, hey, listen, we both have dual careers. We both work outside the home. But I come home, and I feel like I have a second shift. I, I feel like it's all up to me to make dinner. I feel like I'm the one who has to clean up, even though we both have jobs. Now, I would, without any hesitation, say to the husband, okay, listen, let me tell you how not to react to that, okay? Don't listen to evaluate immediately. Like, don't jump in and say, hey, that just isn't true. I made dinner last week. I remember cleaning up around the house that was like two weekends ago. You immediately meet her frustration, her emotion, and I, I listen to evaluate rather than listen to understand. So now when it comes to the race relations that's happening today, we're almost in the same boat. It's like uh, members of our community, the African-American community, say, listen, there's disproportionate violence of white police officers towards African-Americans, particularly African-American men. And what do we do? We jump in and say, yeah, I'm sorry, that's not true. Look at the statistics. Look at the Wall Street Journal article that was uh, produced a couple of weeks ago. The facts don't bear that out. And I would say to the husband, do you see what you just did? You just countered with facts. She didn't even have time to get her emotions out. And you're already trying to debate her using facts. I would say to the white community, right, and I'll speak to myself, the first thing we should do is not try to have a debate that focuses on statistics and things like that, but to sit and to say, that must be incredibly, not just frustrating, but incredibly hurtful to believe that your community is being disproportionately assaulted by law enforcement that was meant to protect us, right? I would have no problem in a marital situation saying to another person or myself, 
hey, don't start to counteract the uh, perspective so quickly with facts, but rather listen to understand. And then second, I would just say, listen with empathy. Listen with empathy to say, boy, if that's how I felt, uh, imagine what life would be like. If I felt like we were being disproportionately targeted by police, that would be a scary, frightening world. So maybe taking some advice from marital counseling and kicking into the race relationship. That's excellent. That's really, t- I, I love it, Tim. I think, believe it's very wise. It's very good advice. Okay. So, so when you, and for you know all these decades that you've been providing marital counseling, when a couple comes in, generally it's a fraught with emotion, right? It's a, it's a, it's a landmine. You're tiptoeing around things. So as a marital counselor, there has to be a pattern that you have established to sort of allow things to calm down, I guess, initially to hear things and then to calm things down and then to open them up to conversation. So just say, just say there was somehow a, the first national televised conversation on race and people sat down in a studio audience. There was an, uh, you know, an august panel of people. There was a moderator and the moderator would say, here is the first question that we would like to all white, black, yellow, and red to consider. What would that first question look like to set the tone to at least have some dialogue? So, John, I, I would back the train up one little part, okay. and that would be, I would ask what the communication climate is currently between participants. You see, if that couple came into my office, and you could just tell they were hot, yeah. I mean, you could just tell there are deep emotions that are about to burst forth, I would look at this couple and I would say, listen, I don't think we're ready to have this conversation yet. And then again, you can imagine the response from one of the couples saying, we know we need to talk about finances. We need to talk about our sexual intimacy. We have to talk about it. And I'd be like, yeah, we absolutely do. But right now I can tell you how this conversation is going to end because the climate isn't strong enough to support it. So, John, I wonder if we don't do a national discourse Uh, we do a local discourse. See, that's what Winston Persuasion was based on, is I can't fix the national problems. I don't have the ethos to do that, the credibility to do that. But can we fix it in my neighborhood? Can we do it in my community? Because remember, communication climate is based on trust, uh, based on level of commitment, acknowledgement, and expectations. So if we go to the national level too quickly, it's going to break down in a heartbeat because, one, there is no trust. The trust has been trampled on, perceived uh, lack of trust. Second, perceived lack of commitment. So I think that national dialogue is going to end poorly. At least in a local community, we can say to each other, now you know we're committed to each other, right? When those wildfires hit our community five years ago and it almost burnt the high school down in Brea, uh, California, remember we all showed up to help rebuild it. Remember, that was us working side by side. This is Robert Bella's great point in Habits of the Heart, is that we've lost the front porch of our communities, where people used to talk to each other and know each other, and the commitment of our communities, and this is right around World War II, was stronger, and Bella is saying that commitment and trust is afraid. We just don't have it anymore today. So I would wanna say, to a, just like to a couple, 
okay, I promise you we're going to talk about this issue, but we're not going to do it for three weeks. Right? We've got some work to do before we get to the three weeks, and that is we've got to build up the commitment between each other. We've got to build up the trust between each other, and we can't go directly at this issue or it's going to end in, in being angry and saying things we're going to regret, right? So we've got to do some preparatory work before we ever get to that conversation. Wow. That's really wise. That's Dr. Tim Muehlhoff. Tim's with us on a monthly basis. He's a professor of communication at Biola University and author of the most recent book, Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, um, I think what you're saying is so wise that no one will ever hear it <laughs> in this climate because as soon as the George Floyd thing happened, and I think a lot of this was good, um, but I also think it had a negative side that everybody felt like they had to make a statement. Everybody had right. to post something. Everybody had to put something up on, on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever it is, or every, you know, I got racial statements from every, you know, company I ever bought anything from. I'm hearing like, what, right. I'm hearing like what pep boys has to think about, you know, race relations. Right, right. So in some ways I think that's good, but I do wonder if because we didn't wait, I think we have now added some of the problems that we have now because we didn't just kind of take time. What do you think about that? Uh, I couldn't agree more, Kathy. So, and again, my university was forced into it, right? Remember, remember to make a statement and to do it quickly. Yes. And our president actually got hit uh, from some alumni because he waited 10 days or, or I think it was seven days to make a statement. Remember the phrase that's out there today, silence is violence. Right. We have to set that aside as much as possible. No, I understand. By the way, let's kick back to acknowledgement. I get why there's pockets of our community that feel like, guys, we've been, how much do you need to have to hear? How much do you need to have to see after George Floyd before you think we got a problem? Right. I could see if somebody in a marriage saying that. How many times do we have to get in financial trouble before you think we had got a problem in our marriage with finances. I mean, this has been going on long enough, and we ought to be at that point. I get that frustration, and that makes a ton of sense to me. So I think you're right. We, we need to set up forums to have this conversation, and we're doing that at Biola University. But here's, here's the real danger of rhetoric, Kathy. It's easy to start a conversation. It's really hard to continue it. Yes. It's really yes. easy to read a book to on marriage and then yep. put it away. It's now a I lot harder. That it's a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. So we need to be having this conversation. And maybe, maybe I'll say I'm willing to do it if you guys are. Maybe a year from now, we're still having a talk about what happened with George Floyd and tragically maybe more examples. But we're committed to the long conversation and how to make changes systemically. Because here's the biggest one I don't think we're dealing with. Here's the one that we know when it comes to marital counseling kills any chance of moving forward, and that is what we call latent conflict. This conflict is below the surface. You've never fully addressed it. It's, we, we've never fully addressed our lack of sexual intimacy, right, and the expectations we have. It just keeps getting swept under the carpet. So that latent conflict is there. So let me make this provocative statement. The United States has never fully come to terms with reparations. We've never fully embraced the fact that we had a huge population that did not want to come to this country, was forced to come to this country, and was the economic wing of the South. And then even after the Civil War, right, 13th Amendment, 
Uh, now the the South has yeah. lost. Tim, their I'm pop- sorry, we j- we're totally out of time. Tim, I'd we love to talk t- to you about that next time. About come back and join us sooner. Re- reparations might I look will. like not just in an economic sense. That's Dr. Tim Mulhoff, Biola University. We'll be back in the ride home. Friends, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice a day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out of the oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that'll make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table and our catering team even created a special take and bake meal which you can check out online we even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch we've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and best of all telling us that they're praying for us we just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you too here's a big hug from all of us at the spring house to you we love you hi this is jay farner ceo of rocket mortgage Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. A partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that their health and well-being is our top priority. We are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be well cared for. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. There's a sailor in Portugal, and uh, he lives in Argentina, but um, he was doing some work in Portugal when the coronavirus started to take hold, and apparently lanes were shut down of travel. So the sailor Mm -hmm. did what he knew best, which is this. He jumped in his boat, loaded it with tuna and fruit and other non-perishable things, and he took off for Buenos Aires. So from March 9th until April 24th, the man was alone on the oceans, Juan Manuel Bellistero. He wanted to go see his 90-year-old father to ensure that his father was going to be okay. And in the late weeks of April 24th, this man, Juan Bellistero, arrived in Argentina 
and was able to see his father. And there's a photograph in this article that I'm reading from today's New York Times of Bellistero, Juan Bellistero with his brother and his father, the three of them all together in the hull of this little sailboat. Fabulous. I mean, the sailboat How itself. How big is a sailboat? It's tiny. I bet it's six, probably. Maybe it's 20 feet. Come on. I'm telling you, it's tiny. He crossed the Atlantic in a 20-foot sailboat? Yes, he did. <gasps> uh-huh. He said he found solace in a pot of dolphins that swam alongside in the boat for some 2,000 miles. Uh, he said the birds overhead kept him company. Just a fabulous story. People want to be with people, especially people that they love. Oh, my gosh. Pandemic or not. Wow. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Mayor Bill de Blasio says he's proposing slashing the New York City police budget by $1 billion. De Blasio said the department had found ways to fund the cuts from its current $6 billion budget that would open up more funding for youth and other community programs. There was no immediate comment from the NYPD. A 16-year-old boy killed a younger teen was wounded before dawn in what is being called Seattle's occupied protest zone. Today's shooting was the second deadly shooting in that area. The Supreme Court invalidated a Louisiana abortion law. That law requiring abortion doctors to obtain hospital admitting privileges. Stocks closed higher on Wall Street, clawing back half of their losses from last week. Among big-name companies, Boeing and Apple did especially well. The Dow picked up 580 points today, the Nasdaq ahead 116. This is SRN News. This is the Entertainment Answer. Are you looking for some royal entertainment for your little prince or princess? Well, how about the Swan Princess, A Royal Wedding? It's the enchanting 10th entry in the beloved Swan Princess saga, and it's available August 4th from Sony Pictures Entertainment. Rated G, this 90-minute animated film has Princess Odette, Prince Derek, and the royal friends setting sail for another exciting adventure. Plus, did I mention there's a talking frog? Again, look for The Swan Princess, A Royal Wedding on Digital and Redbox August 4th. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-600-3010. That's 800-600-3010. 800-600-3010. 
Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Moms sure do wear a lot of hats, and these days she's wearing a few she hadn't expected, like homeschool teacher, mask maker, hand-washing enforcer, social distance shopper, toilet paper finder, parent checker-inner, screen time negotiator, personal space administrator, and make sure everyone's happier, safer-er, and healthier-er. And to help you appreciate her, Trinity Jewelers is now open. Like hats, the best gifts are unexpected at trinityjewelers.com. Tonight, mainly clear with a low 63. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high 86. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low 63. Plenty of sunshine Wednesday with a high 85. Wednesday night, clear with a low 63. Partial sunshine Thursday with a high 87. Accu by the forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, during the pandemic, Kath, were you able to uh, visit your library, your local library at all? Have you done that? I feel badly about saying no, but the truth is I haven't. It's okay. I mean, uh, for a long time, the libraries were closed. Right. Now they uh, apparently are open. At least the Carnegie Library is open. Mm-hmm. They have a curbside service for you if you were so inclined. But in my reading today, I saw that the, the Kent District Library in Grand Rapids, Michigan, has gone on their social media pages imploring all library pa- library patrons to please not attempt to disinfect the borrowed books by putting said books in the microwave. Oh, mm-hmm. now wait a minute. Uh, you and I have, uh, I've, you know, based our career over the last, you know, decade plus reading books. Yes. And I've never considered putting one in the microwave. Well, you know, in this era of disinfectant and being worried about uh, traces of COVID virus on surfaces, which apparently have been disproven, that um, some library patrons have decided the best way to rid themselves of COVID bacteria is to put the b- books in the microwave. Now, here's the problem. A That's lot of library books have these um these little tracers. Uh, yeah, what those they little called? things, the beepers, so that you go RFID out the door. RFID tags. Sure. Right. And apparently they're metal. So when, oh, of course, great. the metal oh, and the gosh. microwave so make contact. Fires. Right. That, so the, the uh, Kent District Library has shown several books on their pages that looked fried. The mm-hmm. books have just totally, you know, gone. Mm-hmm. So um, do, the library says that they have been following CDC guidelines. And, and apparently uh, I'm reading the comment section from the CDC guidelines. They have put the books in quarantine, all returned materials for some 72 hours. And by doing so, then to, to ensure that the books in some ways are not infected, which I okay. think may be overkill as well. I think but it may be overkill, but that's okay. I appreciate their being careful. Right. Now, in, careful. The, in the comment section, one of the commenters said, my mother had a substantial amount of money 
lying around. She decided to disinfect her money in the microwave and said money also burnt. Mm -hmm. This is why we shouldn't listen to people who tell us how to disinfect things on Facebook. Don't put your money. Don't put your money in a microwave. I just don't feel like that's the way to go, John. Uh -uh, No. Have you ever taken, have you ever like, you know, seen advice on social media that you took and then thought to yourself, what a horrible idea. Why did I do that? Anything? No, but I bought something recently on Facebook and I thought, why did I buy that? Okay, please tell me about that right now. I need to hear the story. Oh, I wish I had it in front of me. Well, I saw this little thing. This, you know, it was advertised as a yeah, handheld um you know, uh, the wand to like power wash. It's a power wash. Oh, okay. For your car? Attach it to your hose. Attach it to okay. your hose. And I thought, well, I could use that around the yard, you know, on the driveway and whatnot. And it cost me like, I don't know, 25 bucks or something. I saw it on Facebook and I looked at all, oh, that looks pretty interesting. So I bought it. As soon as I bought it, I regret it. I like, the second I pressed the button, I regretted it because it said, uh, allow four, four to six weeks for delivery because it was coming from China, mm-hmm. which I did not know. Right. It finally arrived like last week. Mm-hmm. There's no way it attaches to any American hose. You're kidding. No. So That's now horrible. it's just a punk That's of plastic horrible. and metal that I've That's got. And, I'm, and here's the worst part. I don't have any, I can't go back and like find who it was I bought it from. Oh, that's bad. So you so, didn't like save your receipt type thing. I, no. Right. No, I'm just, I got this metal sitting on the dining room table there. Like you know, my wife is like, what is this? And I had to, you know, come right. clean and go, yeah, it's just me shopping mm-hmm. on Facebook. I bought this stuff on Instagram. Yeah. It was like this, like goopy stuff that See? you, yeah, listen, that you, you like use in your car. Like, you know how all the little crevices in your car get little crumbs and stuff. Oh, yeah, in yeah, them. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. I really hate that. Yeah. So this goop is supposed to be able to like, you kind of roll it around and all those little crevices oh, around I your saw gear shift. Like a little and ball. All. I saw right, that. Right. Did it work? Didn't, didn't you? Listen, it came. It was like totally like it was liquid on top and it was like solid in the bottom. It was like it had become totally separated did you put it in the fridge work no i was like what is this This you throw it away listen i bought this standing desk i told you about this right i I bought it april first maybe or second i just got it like 10 days ago you bought it on facebook this is june i'm not buying anything i I learned a lesson that was ridiculous of me what was i Mm -hmm. thinking Oh, wait, I bought another thing. Oh, this, no, was, on this was back. This is way before COVID. This was last fall. I bought this purse. I know this, this, believe me, this will matter to the women out there. I bought this purse that easily converted supposedly from being right. a backpack to being a purse that you could put over your arm mm-hmm. or shoulder to, to a purse that you could carry with your hand. And I thought, yeah. well, I, who doesn't want something that has that Genius. much versatility, right? Who I yeah. want to say yes to that? Of course. So I ordered it. So it came. With no instructions whatsoever about how to convert it between one and three. And I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, mine came with no instructions either. I'm out there with the hose and I'm doing this That's going. stupid. What the heck is going? I can't. We got to stop buying stuff on Instagram. Don't buy stuff. God bless America. Don't be buying stuff on don't Facebook. Don't buy stuff on Instagram. Why do you say God bless America? Because it's all coming from the, it's flooded from halfway around the world. It's rubbish. Is that all? We can't say that as like about everything. On Facebook. You think? I'm saying it. Don't okay, buy stuff on it. Facebook. Do not. That's all. John's anyway. saying it. All right, yeah. listen. We need to step 
you just step away. Yeah, I'm not. It's hateful. so entertaining when you turn tune into the ride home. You don't know what you're going to hear. Seriously, yeah, I mean, sorry. all sorts of stuff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our good friend David French from the Dispatch is coming up next. I'm not hateful. You are. I'm not hateful. You're, you no, are. You are. It's you're no, the it's worst, Mike. Mike's the worst. He just sits there. No, and you does are. everything. No, he is. You're the worst. I'm just trying to spray stuff and get a clean driveway. Got taken for a ride on Facebook. I just want a purse that works. No instructions, nothing. Just figure it out. So it's fabric origami. Your fault. WORD. Why do bad things happen to good people? On the next Adventure in Odyssey, Lisa and Nick want to know why God allows suffering. So Bernard presents them with the story of Job. He lost his family, his possessions, and his health, but not his faith in God, because he discovered the secret of surviving tough times. And you will, too, when you tune in to the next Adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word money to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. Text money to 411411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo. Text money to 411411 so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms conditions and privacy policy. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Trinity School for Ministry, your local seminary in nearby Ambridge, is accepting applications for the fall. Take a course, enroll in a degree or certificate program, audit a class, online or on campus. At Trinity, you'll find options and a commitment to orthodoxy and community as you join students from other denominations with professors who are fully invested in your spiritual formation. To find the option best for you, email admissions at tsm.edu. Local, flexible, affordable. Trinity School for Ministry at tsm.edu. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. Judge not that you not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. 
Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is such a log in your own? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. It's Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Uh, It is the stalwarts among us, some would say, or perhaps uh, the crazy ones who choose to go online and exchange in dialogue, if that's even a possibility. Well, David French is with us. He's got a brand new piece at the dispatch called I'm not hateful. You are David French is the senior editor at the dispatch. He's also a veteran of operation Iraqi freedom, the co-author of several books, including the number one New York times bestselling rise of ISIS here today with us, David French, David, welcome back. Always a pleasure. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. David, this is a really important piece, and I think we all need to be reminded that we will be judged by the same standards by which we judge others. And it just seems if, you know, and anyone out there listening is involved in social media, and I bet, you know, 75% of them are, this is not the way that people treat each other online. Yeah, you know, what inspired, what inspired the piece and what inspired the reference there to Matthew 7 was Uh, a study that was just put out uh, by a group called Beyond Conflict that showed that both sides of the political divide are misjudging each other in exactly the same way. It was such an incredible um, manifestation of that principle that by the measure you judge others, so shall you be judged. And the way in which both sides were misjudging each other is they were believing that the other side dehumanized them, more than they do, that their side dislikes them more than they do, and the other side is more extremist than they really are. And, and that, you know, so essentially both sides are saying, well, I'm not hateful, you are, of each other. And it has this incredible toxic effect. And it was so striking to me to see both sides displaying an intense conviction that the other side hated them while in, in their own, you know, sort of their own beliefs, they were not hateful <laughs> about, they were not hateful about others. They were just convinced that others hated them. Um, wow. So on the one hand, it was dispiriting. On the other hand, if we could actually begin to have an accurate picture of each other, maybe we could get past some of this polarization. So, David, you are one of the stalwarts. We follow you on Twitter. We see you on Facebook. Uh, you are brave and bold in trying to engage other people, other persuasions uh, other than your own. Um, in all that back and forth, has there been moments where you thought that was a very good and instructive conversation? Or is it generally, this is a train wreck. Why am I doing this? <laughs> no, I have a lot of really good conversations with people who I disagree with. All the time I do, uh, which is one of the reasons why I'm so dispirited by the idea that this sort of conviction that seems to lock in for people, that it's no use. Well, it's just no use in persuasion and engagement and dialogue and conversation and fellowship and friendship, that, that it's also to them. And, and that, you know, it, that is a viewpoint that is, this frankly, quite poisonous. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't extremists out there or that there aren't people who are that there aren't extremists or there aren't people who are very unreasonable. I mean, social media is very good at picking that out and highlighting them. But the point that I'm making is you cannot judge the beliefs and attitudes of the many by the actions and speech of the few. 
And yet we are doing that all of the time. And every bit as much as, you know, if you're a conservative Christian, that you think that, say, the secular left hates you, guess what? They think you hate them. <laughs> and, and you're sitting there thinking, I'm not hateful. And they're sitting there thinking, I'm not hateful either. And when we believe, when we misperceive and misjudge them, we, we inflict really uh, a moral injury on them when, by misjudging them. Uh, we are inflicting an injury on them. And and it's just time for us to sort of take a pause and to realize that the latest outrage from the blue checkmark on Twitter is not reflective of the whole of the other side of the point of, you know, the other side of our point of view. Mm-hmm. David French is with us, senior editor at The Dispatch. Uh, David, I think this is an important topic simply because the view of, quote unquote, the other side is so dominant in how we look at our own perspective on anything, whether it's race relations in America or it's whether, you know, what we think of masking. I mean, it's really depressing, actually, how little information (laughs) it seems like people are willing to take in as opposed to just assuming that the other side thinks a certain thing about us. Um, So what, I mean, what's the way out? You know, it just takes us person by person seeking truth over a partisan yeah. advantage. I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, the masking thing, it almost feels like the, all of the decision-making that made masking so partisan was based on who was initially supporting masking and who was opposed initially to supporting masking, not the strength of the argument. And so if people, I don't like say something, well, I'm not going to agree with them. I'm not going to do it. But if someone I like says something, even if it seems unplausible or a little bit strange, doesn't it seem a little strange that a, in a respiratory illness that is spread by droplets in the air, that masking would be ineffective at limiting the spread? That seems strange. Um, right. Yet we're, we're willing to swallow even strange things if the strange statement is coming from somebody I like. And mm-hmm. And so we're we're using our pre our tribal affiliation as a shortcut for for finding the truth, and it's right. extremely toxic. It is so toxic, and, and so David, here's here's my um, uh, connection or relationship, and I'm sure this has happens to you as well. I have friends who are on the left who what would be described as Trump derangement syndrome, where they post all day, every day, everything vitriolic and ugly about the president of the United States. I mean, I've got friends, literally, no exaggeration, 20 or 30 times a day, they're posting articles. So they're like living there, waiting to find stuff, to throw stuff up. And then on Facebook, I've got friends who are from the right who will send me these crazy articles or news feeds that are like, really, you believe this? So (laughs) both sides are guilty of deep exaggeration mm-hmm. and more often than not out and out lying. And there's no central sort of barometer of truth. I mean, dare I say you go back to Walter Cronkite, of course, that's long since gone where there was established yeah. media where you kind of thought, I believe these guys, or at least I believe most of what's being said. Now, very few of us believe in established media. Well, I'll, and I'll tell you what makes it worse is that if you push back against either side, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a conservative and you say, ah, you know, I think that that story, that that story from Sean Hannity on Fox was wrong, 
you're gang tackled online. You're just gang tackled. And the same thing on the left, if you're going to break with, you know, heaven forbid, you know, maybe a compliment something Trump administration did, like say the first step act, you know, which was a bipartisan initiative to begin to roll back mass incarceration. You'll often just get in- incredibly viciously attacked. And, and the reason in again, the reason for all those attacks is again, if you believe that the other side hates you as much as these, you know, this research indicates, then it is vitally important that you get everybody on your team, you know, rowing in the same direction to defend yourself against the, you know, those who hate you. And when you have that level of, of conviction that your opponents are that hateful are that awful or yeah. that, that much committed to your destruction, you can't have disagreement on your team. <laughs> you know, you everybody's got to be on the end. So that, that drives this. And what I think is even often more intense than the right versus left is right versus right or left versus left when they disagree with each other. Um, so much of the cancel culture right now that you're seeing online is actually progressives canceling other progressives to make sure that everybody is falling in line with the same point of view. So much of the right-wing anger that you read, you see on Twitter isn't as right versus left often as much as it is right versus those conservatives who aren't supporting Donald Trump. Because again, everybody has to be rowing together against the ultimate enemy. And, and it has, and a lot of this is just absolutely based on false information. I'll give you a good example from the study. Uh, the study asked its participants, how do you, if you're going to rate sort of your, your political opponents from a, a, an evo, like a personal moral character evolution scale from one to 100, what would you rate? What would you rate your opponents? And, and what would you rate yourself? And Republicans and Democrats rated themselves highly, like in the mid nineties. Um, somebody needs to teach them about John Calvin. Um, and then they rated their opponents pretty highly too. Um, Democrats gave Republicans a median score of 83 out of 100. Republicans gave Democrats a median score of 80 out of 100. So there was a little bit of a gap, but not not huge. But then they asked the respondents, how do you believe your your political opponents rate you? What do you think they say about you? And Republicans estimated that Democrats scored them 28 out of 100. In reality, it was 83 out of 100. That is a huge huge gap. Mm -hmm. Democrats were a little more right. They estimated that Republicans rated them a 48, but in reality, Republicans rated them at 80. But it's no wonder people fall for the panic and fear mongering if they think the other side hates them that badly. Wow. Right. Gosh. David French with us, senior editor of The Dispatch. So, David, again, is there a way out of this? I mean, are we never going to be heard over the din of each other's screaming? Well, right now there is not there there isn't much of a short much short term hope. But one thing that I'm understanding more and more is that leadership matters. Leadership really matters. And can we have a um, collection of of moral, of religious, and cultural and political leaders who can help see the better angels of our nature? I think it's possible. Uh, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's all that possible until we're thoroughly exhausted with the status quo, <laughs> until we reach a point where we are 
fed up and we're just done with the uh, negative partisanship and negative polarization that we're in the grips of right now. I'm into that. Now, seriously, if I was not a believer in Jesus, I'd be out of my mind considering where we are right now. I mean, I, I, and, and that comes with a lot of baggage as well with Christians, you know, on the left and on the right. I mean, but if you don't believe in Jesus, then there's no hope in anything. I don't have hope in what's going on in Washington, D.C. or the news media or internationally with the Russians or whatnot. So everything seems so shaky and unpredictable right now. Yeah, it really does. I mean, we're, we're in a position right now where um, the coronavirus is arcing back upwards in diagnoses. Thankfully, the, the, the number of deaths is still going down, but the number of diagnoses is going up dramatically in some states. We still are in the grips of this recession. We have unrest in the cities, um, and we have hatred all over online. There's, oh it, there's good reasons why. Americans said that, you know, only about a quarter of Americans believe the country is on the right track and why Americans are now registering more unhappiness with their lives than they have in about half a century. Yeah. David, before you leave us, I just want to ask you to comment on uh, the latest two Supreme Court rulings, the one today in particular on the uh, abortion clinic situation in Louisiana. Um, Boy, all the people who decided we were going to vote for President Trump only so we could get the right Supreme Court justices. It seems like perhaps that's a bad strategy. Well, it's it's I'll tell you, it has not been a good couple of weeks uh, in the the Supreme Court for for conservatives. Not at all. Unfortunately, uh, both in the in the Title VII case, the Bostick case, and yep. in the uh, abortion case that was decided today, uh, close watchers of the court could see both of them coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty obvious that even if the state of Louisiana won in the in the abortion case, it wasn't going to win a very big victory uh, for pro life Americans. It was going to be very very incremental. Uh, and what happened here is Justice Roberts joined with the four Democratic nominees to really not to really solidify uh, the status quo in abortion law. And only one of the nine justices indicated any willingness to overturn Roe or Casey. And that was Justice mm-hmm. Thomas. Justice so, Thomas. Right. I mean, there's I have to process this for a while, but. I think the bottom line is is that the political branch of the the national political branch of the pro life movement, which has put so much emphasis on judges for forty years, for forty years, has got to rethink its strategy. Um, and it has been forty years. For forty years, we have been saying, you, even if you don't like a candidate, you have to vote for them because of judges, because of Roe. And we are we're further we're further from overturning Roe. Yeah. than we were, I would say, even 30 years ago. Um, and so that's it's time to take some real stock about what we expect, uh, ha- how we expect to pursue the pro-life cause uh, politically. And because 40 years of futility um, is deeply dispiriting. Yeah, and also deeply dispiriting, David, is the fact that we focus so much on the judiciary uh, because it seems like Congress does nothing. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, what happens is the Republicans of Congress, who are all upset at Justice Roberts now, haven't defunded Planned Parenthood. Um, they had both houses of Congress. Republicans had House and Senate. They did not Something defund right. Planned Parenthood. And in fact, in 2019, Planned Parenthood got a record sum of money from the federal government. 
right. under the watch of the Trump administration. And so, you know, perhaps uh, perhaps the judge's first strategy was a, uh, a an excuse for politicians not to do and not to act in accord with their the you know the wishes of their constituents. Um, but this is going to be this, there's going to need to be a serious reappraisal of the political um, tactics of the pro life movement. I I believe. Surely it is. Well, I mean, after the, you know, the David Daladin uh, videos of the Planned Parenthood people looking at baby parts and sifting through baby parts, if that doesn't wake people up, then I don't think anything is. Well, you know, and but the thing is, in many, many, many states, people have woken up. Um, you go from uh, Ohio to Tennessee to Kentucky to Louisiana to Alabama to Mississippi to Missouri. There have been Heartbeat bills or are uh, pro-life bills even stronger than heartbeat bills that have been passed in a huge chunk of the United States of America. Uh, the last five years of the Obama administration, state legislatures passed more than 200 pro-life laws. So the pro-life movement in the U.S. is thriving politically in dozens of states. Um, it is not thriving nationally. And as a national political movement, uh, it has access to power. You know, people can get into the Oval Office and see Trump. But as far as results in the real world, mm-hmm. um, Trump isn't anywhere close to the George W. Bush administration, which right. secured two landmark pieces of pro-life legislation, the Born Alive Independent Protection Act and the Partial Birth Abortion Ban. David French right, from the dispatch. And, yeah, I'm sorry, David. We're we're just about out of time, but let me just say in closing, the sad thing is that it, what we were talking about, I'm not hateful, you are. That hasn't that is perhaps infecting Congress even more so than it's infecting the general populace. And so, if you're not able to build teams, if you're not able to negotiate, that type of legislation is never going to get passed. Correct. That's exactly right. There's no incentive to negotiate. Instead, what happens is you have a parliament of pundits who opine about the Supreme Court and they opine about the president and then um, stand aside as the president, if the president is from their party, enacts new regulations or executive orders and applauds those from the sidelines or critiques them from the sidelines. But it's it's as if people are now running to be a GOP pundit rather than running to be a GOP legislator or a Democratic pundit rather than a Democratic legislator. And it's, it's quite frankly breaking the system the founders put together. That's interesting. The call of cable news is our demise. David French in the dispatch. David, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to have you with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Look for the dispatch online. It is a daily email of commentary, news information that as a conservative, it's important to know about. David French and the dispatch. Take a break. Come back. Um, listen, we're stuck at home making your backyard You've nice. probably Let's heard of melanoma. But did you know that another skin cancer called cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma, or CSCC, I is five not times look- more common? Like other cancers, CSCC can become advanced, including spreading to other parts of your body. If you develop CSCC that keeps coming back, it may be time to have a serious discussion with your dermatologist. Visit advancedccinfo.com to learn more. This report is brought to you by Regeneron and Sanofi. 
Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. I was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com for a lot of people from time to time you ask yourself this question who do you trust who do you trust certainly your family around you a smaller circle of church friends or associates, all that. But it's core to how we look at the world, how we engage in the world. Who do you trust? And especially when your child is about to go to college, who are you trusting to teach your child what it is to live in this world? When I've asked myself that question, who do you trust? I go back to Grove City College. My child's been at Grove City College We love the environment, the education, the faculty, the staff. They know Christ. I trust them because I know that he knows them as well. Grove City College. Kath, what about you? Who do you trust? Well, I've had an excellent experience with the professors at Grove City. My daughter goes there, but I have to go to the administration too, John. I mean, just yesterday we had a screw up on our bill. And it was one of those things where you can imagine that you would have to be on the phone for three hours or on 10 different websites. But my husband called Grove City, talked to one woman, and in 30 minutes it was worked out. I mean, just person to person, that's the connection I think we're all looking for. Fabulous. Do yourself a favor. Look online. Who do you trust? GCC.edu. That's Grove City College. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, mainly clear with a low 63. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high 86. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low 63. Plenty of sunshine Wednesday with a high 85. Wednesday night, clear with a low 63. Partial sunshine Thursday with a high 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Hard to believe that Saturday's the 4th of July. I mean, yeah. holy smokes, June just went right by like that. Boom. Even when you're staying home, time flies, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, if we're staying home, which I believe I am, I'm continuing to stay at home. And, Kath, you and yourself as well. Mike is just establishing a new home, which is very exciting. So yeah. if you're going to do that, the Times, the New York Times has an article, enjoying your backyard all summer long. And they're giving all, all summer long. They're giving a few tips. Their big okay. tip is this. Create an oasis, and Mm -hmm. around that oasis, you should have, this is just common sense, comfortable chairs, some shade, harness the wind and the water, so if you can have yourself like a little pool, yeah, for those. I talked about this, I think, maybe back in April, about one of those little inflatable pools. Yeah, they're not talking about an inflatable pool, John. (laughs) 
<laughs> They're talking about a nice in-ground type of landscape deal. All right. Okay. Well, just to clarify things. I'm talking about a little inflatable mm-hmm. pool or, you yeah. know, they're gone. They're, they're just all sold out. I should have bought them. No, no, no. Okay. So keep on going. So you said, you said comfy chairs, comfy shade. chairs, shade, yeah, what else? What else is harness the wind and the water. Mm, a little breeze can take the edge off a hot stagnant day. How am I going to harness the wind? Are we, are we talking about, I'm going to put up a windmill? Uh, they don't say about that. They don't talk about that. Like it's Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, how about beating back the bugs? They're saying, don't be afraid. Use the bug spray. I am pro bug spray. I don't I hate care. bug spray. I am no, no. anti bug spray. I am not. Believe I hate me, it seriously. so much. I'm, I'm happy because it allows you to stay outside. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going inside. And those citronella candles, yeah, don't waste useless. your money. That's they totally are useless. stupid. Just spray it on you. Garlic spray. spray. Okay. Well, you want some essential oils? Just use the chemicals. I'm putting DDT <laughs> on my head. I don't even care. If I get a goiter the size of Yankee Stadium, it works because I like to get to sit outside. Essential oh oils gosh. and garlic oh spray. Those All right, so I'm gonna, are I'm, deadly. I'm going to harness the wind and the waves. Okay. Right. And okay. also, um, you're going to beat back the bugs. And here's the big thing. Well, this is true. Uh, embrace the evenings. Man, mm. even still. I'm outside last night. It was 9.15, and there yeah. is still light in the sky. Yeah. Just don't walk on the wet grass. Yeah, because you might wipe out and then rip your rotator cuff. Ruin your summer by having surgery. Mm, anyway, sad. it's nice, isn't it? Right? I'll, I'll take it. All right. Please. I'll try to. I mean, I, I have comfy chairs and shade, but I'll work on harnessing the wind. Do you have an water. oasis out there? Do you have an oasis? Uh-huh. Yeah. You do? Where yeah. is your, is it on the porch or is it in the backyard? I have two. I have the front porch mm-hmm. and I have one, one in the back by my garden. Man, that is so nice. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel bad for people who can't go outside? Yeah. Right. Really They're stuck do. in their house or they have no place to go. Yes. Oh my goodness be very gracious. That'd yeah. be very difficult. All right. I t- I'll take that, John. I appreciate it. Okay. That. All right. All right. Let's take a break. Next. Yeah. I think we should take a break. And then Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us next, the COVID-19 update for the Pittsburgh area. Stay close okay. on this edition of the ride home. Okay, wear a mask and go to bars. 101.5 WORD. There's so much hurt and hardship in the world, and you want to do something, but what? On the next Focus on the Family, Hal Donaldson, the founder of Convoy of Hope, talks about how the unexpected kindness he was shown as a boy inspired him to devote his life to serving others. Everyone can do something. Hear what you can do next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. So this is a true story. Quarantine 2020. My buddy is trying to convince his 8-year-old daughter to finish her spelling in the midst of their homeschooling. She's begging to go outside and play. So she says with confidence, Dad, hello, H-E-L-O. I've got spelling down. What I took from the story was... Teachers are crazy awesome. They're just built with some advantages that allow them to educate our kids in awesome ways. At our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed with a pretty special advantage in our world. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. 
Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. A partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years. When it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns, Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Let's face it, life's messy, and being a single Christian in today's culture isn't easy. Thank God for the Boundless Podcast. From relationships to finances to faith to family, they help me maintain my Christian walk through the tough stuff. Check out this clip from the Boundless Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the issue of shame mm-hmm. around singleness. One of the things that, that I've thought a lot about is um, Paul's peculiar message to the, the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians, he's talking about singleness, yeah. because it seems like he is saying it's okay to get married, but stay single if at all possible. And the only way I can make sense of that is he has in his mind a priority of doing what God has called him to in the kingdom, and that that is more important to him than, than having his relational status be what he wanted it to be. Boundless, a Focus on the Family webzine for young adults. For the complete podcast, support, and encouragement, visit boundless.org. Well, yesterday, uh, Allegheny County Health Department made an announcement where they are uh, telling the bars uh, to close again. No alcohol being served in restaurants and bars. Shut them down. There's been a spike in new cases. So Dr. Rick Rick Zimmerman is going to join us today to talk about this. Dr. Zimmerman has over 200 publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases. He's led multiple federally funded research projects. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome. Always happy to have you with us. Hi. Well, good to be with you. And yes, indeed, uh, the cases have spiked. Uh, We are back at levels not seen since March um, with 9, 10% positivity. When we talked a week or two ago, we were down at 2% positivity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, four times, five times higher than we were at our low um, a few weeks ago. So real concerning, and yeah, we need to do things. Yeah. Okay, Rick, so is it, you know, I, I hesitate to even ask this question because people have been so incredibly unkind and unfair uh, online pointing fingers and deciding whose fault this is. So I'm not asking you whose fault this is, but I think um, maybe a better question is, what should we be doing? How should we be acting in ways that are going to bring those numbers down? This is primarily a respiratory virus. 
if you can think of those balls, you know, those uh, balls that um, yoga instructors and Pilates instructors, they were about a yard wide. If you can just imagine a ball a couple of yards in diameter, that's your breath sphere where you can send large droplets and infect somebody else and somebody else's breath sphere that can infect you. You don't want to be inside in particular with somebody unmasked who's uh, not your family member and breathing out within a a couple of yards. Um, So wear masks, um, have great airflow, and here the heating um, ventilation people can really help us by getting good airflow um, and do things outside where you've got a good airflow and don't have to worry so much. Right. Okay, so Rick, of course you're well aware of this. The country, I think, is pretty evenly divided between those who will and those who will not wear masks. What's the deal here? Well, this is a a real challenge. I don't see this as really a political issue. I think this is how much will, um, do I see myself at risk, and how much will I do things to protect others? So it's really, you know, you wear a mask, yes, to protect yourself, but also so I don't bring something home to family, and so that when I'm taking care of patients or around friends, I don't infect them. All right, so Rick, you as a physician are used to wearing a mask. Is it, um, is it mind-boggling to you how much people are looking at the mask as not something that you're doing for someone else, but as some kind of, I don't know, political bondage that someone's trying to put on them? I, I am surprised because I, I don't see the mask as conservative or liberal, um, Republican or Democratic. Um, you know, I vote on more conservative lines, and yet I wear a mask, um, and then I know brothers and sisters in Christ who do um, and who are excellent in their science. So I don't see it as political. I see it as this is a virus that lives primarily in nose and respiratory. If you let it out, it will transmit. And about half of the time, in, in my estimation of the data, it is unknown that somebody has the disease when they spread it. Half. Mm. Wow. And there's two reasons for that. One, about a third of the people, and this is more common in kids, don't show symptoms at all. They never have any symptom. So they can't know. Mm. And then, um, and for the other group, it's you're shedding virus before you're sick. And, and so if half of the spread of this disease, and if, if you want to make it, it uh, anthropomorphize it, the virus is really smart. It gets half of this disease spread without anybody knowing they're sick. Right. So, Rick, you know, you would imagine that uh, we do get a lot of conversation from listeners. I, I got an email last week, uh, someone who's criticizing us for essentially having you on the show, saying, you know, do your due diligence and go and see the guidelines for masks on the job and the effects of your health. I don't need to hear about this day after day. It'd be nice to hear from a health professional on your show talking about proactive measures to protect ourselves through nutrition and supplements, staying healthy and not all the negative fear is what protects us from adverse effects of the disease. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Um, no, I think you do want to be healthy and disease, you know, a variety of infections are fought off by our immune systems. But the portal of entry um, as a physician and an infectious disease 
um, epidemiology and science. The portal of entry here is primarily nose. Um, you really want to protect that nose. And um, though there are certain vitamins that I would take or, or recommend in certain people and in certain situations, um, I don't know that there's any of them that's going to prevent a virus from getting in your nose. I see. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, um, it feels as though we've taken a gigantic a step back. Yeah. And I think a lot of the conversation is from the naysayers, you know, who just believe, you know, this is not happening. There's no truth to this. We are still a heck of a long way from a vaccine. We could be doing this for another year or so, couldn't we? We certainly could. You know, I was in respiratory clinic today uh, seeing people testing for COVID. The clinic was pretty full. Um, and in fact, I think one person saw how full it was and left to come back tomorrow, hoping it'll be less full. Um, and I ran the clinic today and it was busy. And so we see people, uh, we've, you know, my practice has had people admitted. Um, I've had patients that have to send in for dehydration or they're so short of breath that they can't stand. I've been doing research on this. It is a real disease. For most people, it is a mild um, or moderate disease, but for a substantial fraction, it's a severe disease. Mm. So then there's the problem, right? People are saying, well, hey, look, it's, a, it's the flu. It's the flu. It's a mild disease. And, of course, those who are fragile, medically fragile, elderly people who are pre-existing conditions, then they should take care of themselves. But for the general population, you're wrecking the economy for the sake of a few. I think we can do smarter things to try to protect our economy. And it was our lockdown was a blunt instrument um, and not nearly as sophisticated as we would have liked. But at this point, we know that people are going to suffer. If the projections are you need 60% protection, New York has got 20. New York could go through what they went through two more times if we don't have a vaccine. We in this area are less than 5% protected to get to 60. We got a lot of suffering if we don't find a vaccine. Rick, before you leave us, um, let me just ask you about the fact that cases have increased significantly, but deaths haven't. Is that some good news for us? It is. We now know two things that work. We know that steroids work in severely ill persons, and the, my uh, society, the Infectious Disease Society of America, has uh, now put them at a guideline recommended status, so it is now standard of care. That was not, in fact, it was not to be used um, a few months ago, and remdesivir, the antiviral, is also really, I think, becoming standard of care, though there is some shortages of it. So we have two things that work, and that is good news. All right. Rick, thanks enough a lot. We appreciate uh, the steadiness as you've been with us over these many several months. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. So for you yourself and for those patients that you're caring for, stay healthy, please. Okay. And likewise, you too. Thank you. Dr. Richard Zimmerman, he joins us on a regular basis to talk about COVID-19. We'll take a a quick break, come back, get a little little chunk ahead. So stay with us, please. It's the uh, Ride Home, the Monday edition, the Stay Home edition on Word FM. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. 
We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsarouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsarouspittsburgh.com. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Ready for some fun in the sun along 60 miles of wide open beaches? Come to Myrtle Beach, where happiness comes in waves. With affordable non-stop flights from Pittsburgh, you'll be on the beach in no time. Plan your summer vacation today at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly Adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Lawmakers voted yesterday to bring down once and for all the state flag of Mississippi, which has been dominated by the Confederate battle emblem that has flown for 126 years, adding a punctuation point to years of efforts to take down the relics of the Confederacy across the South. I'm reading from uh, today's New York Times, the flag, the only state banner left in the country with the overt Confederate symbol, served for many as an inescapable sign of Mississippi's racial scars. Still embraced by many white Mississippians as a proud display of old Southern heritage, the flag has come under uh, increased controversy to evoke segregation, racial violence, and a war that had a central aim of preserving slavery. So the flag is down. Who knows what's going to replace it? It has been contentious for many, many years. I believe it's a step ahead. Oh, Thank too. goodness. Me too. I was so happy to see that, John. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I was surprised to see it, weren't yeah. you? No. Um, well, I just I think you and I both kind of kept up with how what the conversation's been for as long as it's been going on. I, Mississippi's racial history is really complex. Um, and 
I, I've read a lot about Mississippi in the last couple of years. I just, I don't know why. It's just a really fascinating state to me. And uh, there's so many beautiful people that live there who want to work together and honor each other. And I really think this is a symbol of how they see themselves going forward. I agree. Yeah. I mean, really, God bless those people. Yeah. Uh, this is so difficult it because is. you don't want to be surrounded by the mob mentality. No. We were just talking about this, right? The, like, is the, when have the mobs mob ever rules. been known to make good decisions? Right. And Never. so you want well-meaning people who yeah. are informed and compassionate. I mean, that's, and that's the what way they that did. Gonna... And that's why I feel like they handled it well. They took a lot of time to think about it and talk about it. They were compassionate and then they decided. Amen. God bless us. I mean, seriously, we need Jesus yeah. more than ever. Oh, I mean, amen. like I said this earlier, if I wasn't God a believer, I would be in despair. God and more often than not, you in despair anyway, because it's so yeah. difficult out there. Be kind, be generous, be Christ-centered. Let him to be on the tip of your tongues above all matter when we engage with anyone, whether it's family or the stranger on the street. Thanks for being with us. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.